Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Guys, I don't know about you, but I have been so charged up by all of these best of show episodes that I've been sharing with you here recently after hitting episode 100. There's been so many good golden nuggets of information that we have found going through the archives of these old episodes. And I've got some more that I want to share with you. And I don't want this to become boring. I hope it's not for you. I get uh, super motivated as I go through these and I, and I hear all these little snippets of things that I've honestly forgotten about. I've forgotten the, in many cases these things that were discussed. Uh, and, and there's just so much good information here. But before we get started on this next Best of Show episode, you know that I've got to read some reviews for you. Guys, these reviews, they mean so much to me. They're so motivating, and I really thank you for them. So I want to read these two here real quick. The first one is a five-star review from BookGuy96. And BookGuy96 says, powerful information in interviews. Adam has an excellent podcast here. His in-depth conversations are super helpful. Thank you, BookGuy96. I really appreciate that you're following along with the show, and thank you for the review. The next one here is is another five-star review from Jeremy Stretton. You may remember Jeremy Stretton. He was a guest here on the podcast back in episode 91 called Don't Sink the Ship, How to Identify the Legal Vulnerabilities in Your Business. If you haven't checked that out, go back and do so. It was an awesome episode. And Jeremy, thanks for leaving a review here. He says, uh, with a five-star review, must listen podcast. Adam is a great host. He also offers insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. I enjoyed being on his show, a must-listen podcast. Jeremy, thanks again for being a guest, and thank you for the review. Guys, I know I've said this before, but if you have not yet left a review on the podcast, please do so. Uh, You can do so on whatever podcast listening app you choose to listen to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it may be. Um, Go ahead and leave that review, or if you want to, go to cpp.fm forward slash review, and you can leave a review right there as well. Guys, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but those reviews are really, really important to me. I don't just say, hey, leave a review because it's the expected thing to say on a podcast, just like it's expected when you watch a YouTube channel, they're going to tell you to like, subscribe and hit the bell, right? Um, We say those things because those things are really important and impactful in in helping us reach the audience of of more people just like you that want to listen to the content on this show. So um, please take me seriously here and leave a review. Um, I'm I'm practically begging, which um, is is not a good look on me, but you know what, Uh, whatever. Um, whatever I can do to get you a review, please do so. Okay, let's jump into this next best of show episode. Uh, this first clip I've got for you, I feel like is really an awesome way to start this this particular episode because um, it's with somebody that I really admire and have admired for a long time. 
And this comes from episode 58 that was titled The Sheepdog Copreneur Part 2, where I interviewed uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. And like I said, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman is one of those things that I've admired for a long time. And one, one of the things I've noticed is that we tend to put the people that we admire up on a pedestal. I don't think it's just me that does that, but we tend to look at the people we admire and we go, man, they have something that I don't. They have a secret sauce that I don't, and I can never have that. Even if I knew what it was, I could never be as impactful as that person. And here's the reality, guys, that I have discovered over the years is I've had growing opportunities to become closer to high impact, influential people and to be mentored by them and to interview them and and get close to them and pick their brains. I have found that most high impact, influential people are able to distill their success down to one specific thing. And so I asked Lieutenant Colonel Grossman that in this episode, I asked him, I said, what is your secret sauce? And that is what you are about to hear from him right now. If I had to ask you just one question, and then I know I have the opportunity to ask you more, but this is the one thing I want to know from you. What is, what is Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman's secret sauce? And what I mean by that is if you had to pick one thing that you could attribute your success to in your business and say, that was it, right? And there were maybe other little things that attributed to your success, but uh, if you took them away and only had this one secret sauce thing, it would still have worked. And so what, what is that? What well, is let me that? answer it two ways. First, okay. and, and really the baseline, is uh, my faith. I, I am a sheepdog under the authority of the great shepherd. And, uh, and really, if you embrace your faith, if you, it, it leads you down a virtuous path. Uh, you know, humility. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and self-discipline and structure, uh, that, that's, yes, that all are factors of faith. You know, the, I was just, I'm, I, I wrote my book on spiritual combat, my most recent book, done the best of any of my books I put out. It was, uh, it, it's really been uh, satisfying and, uh, it, uh, uh, it, it's been out just a little over a year and it's already closing on 400 five-star reviews. So out of the starting block, best book I've done, I'm working on the sequel to the book right now. And uh, I, I'm quoting from C.S. Lewis, and he, he talked about there's one thing that everybody recognizes and everybody despises. There's one thing that nobody thinks they have, and only Christians really recognize in themselves, and that is pridefulness. And 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 you you got to seek humility, and and so you know our faith can keep us humble, our faith can keep us balanced and focused. And that, that's one part of the equation. I, I really, you know, it just it's it's it, it keeps you on a virtuous path, and you really want to follow a virtuous path. If you try to take shortcuts, if you try to hurt people, if you try to go up by pulling other people down, it's it's counterproductive. Uh, you know, the only yeah. I, I, uh, I I love to make jokes in my presentation. I used to make a lawyer joke, and a bunch of lawyers got really mad. You know, I I make a French joke. Get <laughs> mad about that. So now all I do is I do Arkansas jokes. I'm from Arkansas and, and golf jokes. And we hammer the golfers throughout the day. And, and, and golfers are good at laughing at themselves. You know, it's like the only thing left out there that we can make fun of, you know, and, and, and have fun and, and, uh, and get some jokes going on there. But that, that, that ability to, to, um, to stay on a virtuous path and try to uplift everybody and, and to try to walk the walk and talk the talk, you know, and, 
uh, treat all of your partners well. I've got so many co-authors and every one of them are good friends and sustained friends over the years. You do the best you can uh, and, and follow that virtuous, honorable path. When you try to take shortcuts, when you try to benefit from other people's harm, then, then it's, it's negative. You know, what we're doing right now is a win-win-win. You know, I win, mm-hmm. you win, and your listeners win. You know, there's no downside to this right now. We're, we're helping people. We're, we're having fun. It, it's, it's all a positive. And, and, and seek that win-win, you know, that you win and they win. The only people that, that lose are criminals. Well, there you have it. Lieutenant Colonel Grossman's secret sauce. Guys, his secret sauce isn't something that is unattainable. It's not something that you can't also have for yourself. Lieutenant Colonel Grossman shares here that the the core focus of his secret sauce is his faith in Christ. I happen to share that same faith of, in Christ as as he does, but ultimately what he distilled that down to even further was humility. And recognizing that our humility is what keeps us in line. Humility is such a difficult thing for us to grasp control of at times. But when you do, I feel like the other things in life just kind of tend to fall in place. Now, I'm not saying that I've got it figured out and that I have this um, perfect sense of humility. Lieutenant Colonel Grossman didn't say he had it all figured out either. The reality is, is that we have to have a means of, of aligning our humility and recognizing when we have a lack of it. And then those other things fall into place. All right. I hope that was an inspiring way to start this episode and kick it off. Let's jump into this next clip, which comes from episode 72, which was titled The 10 Alignments of a Happy Hustler with Carrie Jack. Carrie Jack, also known as the Happy Hustler, he is all about the alignment of your mental, spiritual, physical, emotional being with your entrepreneurial pursuit. And I feel like our current day concept of entrepreneurship has us chasing things like extreme wealth and expensive cars and huge ego and, you know, all of these other things that are really just not realistic. And they ultimately leave us feeling unfulfilled. So the question here that I want to leave you with as we jump into this clip is, are you finding fulfillment in your entrepreneurial pursuit? All right, let's go ahead and listen to this clip you know, soliciting this seven figure VC funding deal for our innovative tech startup. And we built this algorithm, this app. And, you know, we were doing the things we, we were grinding truthfully, man, hundred plus hour weeks, getting less than five hours of sleep, you know, all for what, for profit, success, ego status, you know, a lot of those drivers that society puts importance on. And it wasn't until we actually landed partnerships with Microsoft and IBM and got the seven-figure VC funding deal that we realized just how burnout we were, how unfulfilled we truly were, how unhappy we were. Yeah, it's easy to get there really fast. Oh, yeah, man, it is. And yeah. I find a lot of people out there are sacrificing their soul right now doing something similar on the path to burnout. And for us, we had that come to Jesus moment where we were just sitting at our stained coffee table at the time we were splitting a king size bed, my brother and I in our dump of apartment in Queens, New York, which that's a whole nother story, but we just were so unhappy. You know, we had to pivot. We folded the company, scrapped 18 months of hard work, said no to the partnerships. I moved to Bangkok, Thailand for about 10 months. And my brother went back to the university of Florida, got his master's degree in sustainability and entrepreneurship. And 
And, you know, it was in Thailand that I actually figured out a better way to work and live, a way to actually be happy within the hustle. And that's where I made my first like real dollars online. And that's kind of where the happy hustle was born. And I will elaborate more so, but that's just kind of the backstory in an expedited version. Kicked off first by M, mindful spirituality. All right. Are you tapping into a higher power? You know, do you believe in something bigger than yourself? I don't I don't care one God or another. I just care that you have faith in something bigger than yourself and that you meditate and practice breath work, and gratitude and, you know, these things that all, almost all of the highest performing people on the planet actually do. All right. Come on back to me now, guys. Focus, focus here because I've got something I want to tell you. Spirituality and mindfulness are not something that you need to be intimidated by or to laugh off as taboo. I believe that we possess so much untapped human potential. We are operating at minimum capacity most of the times. We are not operating to our full potential. Recently, I had the opportunity to go to Costa Rica for an event, a, a, a conference of digital marketing agency owners. And this was honestly the most inspiring conference and event I've ever been to. It was absolutely incredible. And I had the opportunity there to be inspired specifically by a guy named Jose Bolaños. And he shared with us as we were preparing actually to take an ice bath together um, as a group. We, we had this ice bath challenge where you uh, jump in a tub of filled with ice water and we had to sit in that ice water fully submerged for a minimum of two minutes. And the reality of that exercise is that it is, it is all mind over matter, right? And it's recognizing that our mind has greater influence and control over our body and, and what we accomplish and what we do than we give it credit for. And in fact, in an, another speaker at that conference, Jesse Itzler shared that uh, as he was talking about running a ultra marathon, which is a hundred mile run that he completed, he shared that he learned through that experience uh, and his research and study in pre preparation for that, that on average, we are only operating at about 40% of our capacity. When your body starts telling you stop and is screaming no and is telling you you can't do something, that you really have only reached 40% of your capacity at that point. And that if you drive forward, you will find that you can actually accomplish more than what you thought you could. So with that, let's move on to something that is somewhat related, and that is preparing to recognize that there are, in fact, sometimes things that we need to eliminate, things that we need to shear from our day-to-day -day entrepreneurial lives in order to see greater success. And so for that, let's go to episode 65, which was a solo episode I did, um, called Are You Prepared to Suck? Now, sometimes, guys... Uh, you know, we get things wrong. We get it wrong. We, 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 we fail, uh, if you will. Um, but the reality is we are not victims of fate. And so let's jump into this episode. I want to share with you how to be prepared to suck. The conclusion you need to come to right now for your own business is to say, I'm going to suck and that's okay. 
but rather than being a victim of fate and just figuring out as you go along what things you suck at, make a decision now to identify the things that you are going to suck at. Decide, I'm going to suck at this thing and I'm going to therefore find somebody to fill that void. Somebody who has already perfected that skill. And I'm going to bring them in and be a part of my team. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to hire people. Okay, so don't, I don't want you to get this, this lump of anxiety of, oh my gosh, now I got to talk about health insurance and I got to hire people and I'm going to you know, have to pay people a salary and a wage. No, there's, there's lots of other ways to do that. Partnering with other people, uh, subcontracting you know, through 1099 for your business. In fact, my business doesn't actually have any formal employees. Everybody that works for me is a 1099 subcontractor. Um, and I don't, I don't honestly ever intend to have employees. That's not, that's not a headache I want to take on. But I had to fill those positions of things that I suck at. Okay. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, guys. There is a solution to this problem. Okay. Think about this in light of your law enforcement career. We do two things during our law enforcement career. I, I would say the first is we recognize when we first get the job, right? When we apply to be that new cop, that rookie cop, we apply, we don't know anything. In fact, you probably thought you knew a lot more at that time than you realize now looking back that you did. I know that's the, the case for me. But either way, you don't know a whole lot. And so what do we do? We stop and we take recognition that there are things that I need to learn, skills I need to perfect that I currently suck at. I am prepared to suck at those things. And therefore, we go to academy, right? We go to the law enforcement academy and we, we have an intensive period of time where we have other people who don't suck at those things help us grow those skills and become proficient grow closer to perfection because those are the skills that we need to have in order to be successful right and then we get into our law enforcement career and we continue and we grow and we continue that learning on the job imagine for me for a second guys if you applied to be a cop and you got the job and, and we're told, all right, yep, Adam, uh, we want to hire you uh, for our new, uh, our new recruit class. And uh, you're going to come in on January 15th and you're going to start your first day. You show up on your first day and uh, they toss you the keys to a patrol car, hand you a badge and a gun and a uniform and said, okay, you're a cop now. Go figure it out. Have fun. This is your area you're going to patrol, right? That's, that's just not how it works, right? We, we, we go pursue the knowledge and the skills that we need to have in order to diminish our level of suck, okay? Um, so now we, we go into our careers and we continue forward and we continue learning on the job, right? And what do we do when we recognize again? All right, now here's the next thing I want to pursue or achieve. Maybe I want to go become a narcotics task force uh, investigator. Well, there's probably some skills that I need to learn. I need to learn surveillance tactics. I need to learn uh, 
uh, how to manage CIs. I need to learn how to uh, process evidence. I need, uh, I mean, evidence specific to that. Obviously, you you know, at that point in your career, you've already learned how to how to process basic evidence, of course, right? But there are obviously more advanced skills that you need to learn. And so what do we do? We go to training, right? We, we go identify training that we can attend to eliminate our suck factor at those particular skills, okay? That is what I want you guys to be focused on. That's what I want you guys to understand. You're going to have things you suck at. Don't pursue perfection in your business. If you pursue perfection in your business, two things are going to happen. One, you are going to burn yourself out. You're going to crash and burn and fail. You are going to feel like you are a loser, a failure, and you can't get it right. The second thing that's going to happen is you're going to miss out on opportunities for knowledge. Something I didn't touch on in that episode, guys, is that sometimes the things that you are great at when you start your business, those are the things that you're going to suck at later as your role becomes more high level in your business. I'll use myself as an example here. When I first started my business, which is now a full scale digital marketing agency, when I first started, it was just a web design agency and it was just me, I was a freelancer. And I was good at web design and development. But over the course of time, as my business has grown, and I've added people to my team, I've had to focus on more high level things in my business and making sure that our customer experience is good. I started focusing more on the strategy side of marketing. And as I've done those things, my focus has been less on web design development, which means that I admittedly haven't kept up with changes in design trends and technology and, you know, all of those latest things. And therefore, I have begun to fall behind in my skill set of web design development, which is why I've started hiring a team around me to start doing those things instead of me so that now I can remove myself or have removed myself from the website design development part of things so that I can focus on the higher level parts of my business and continuing to grow and scale. So don't set out into your business thinking that just because this is the primary focus I have right now, this is my strongest skill set that I have used to start my business. That thing is the thing that you need to focus on replacing yourself down the road. I believe truly, and I operated this way as when I was in law enforcement leadership as well, I believe that every good leader should constantly be looking to find and train their replacement because as you ascend, you will suck at the things that got you to where you are right now. Okay, let's dive into this next clip for this best of show episode. And it comes to you guys from episode 70 titled the three necessary things for any successful business. Now, out of that, I'm going to share with you in this clip, the one thing that I want you to really get out of that episode, which is problem market fit. Here we go. But what I want to do is I want to I want to redirect your attention here onto the right path. And that is to look at instead of features. I want you to talk about the problems because when you talk about features, here's what happens. As soon as you start talking about the features of your product or service, people immediately start thinking to themselves, oh, I wonder if it has this feature. And if you don't mention that, 
now you have unintentionally put their focus on what you lack. Okay. Rather than the problem you solve, focus on the problem you solve rather than giving them the opportunity to think about what you are lacking, what features you are lacking. Okay. So, you know, you might be asking, you know, in response to this, well, how, how exactly then do I, uh, how do I use this? How do I use the problem in my marketing? How do I put out a promotional concept? How do I put out a Facebook ad? How do I put out material that quickly, succinctly identifies the problem and and gets them motivated to actually take action on it. I like to use a little formula, and that is X to Y by when plus a risk reversal. Okay. And so that might mean if I, let's say I'm a, a defensive tactics instructor. Okay. And I, I know that I want the uh, people that I'm teaching to feel more confident in their ability to address any situation that comes their way and feel like they have the physical confidence to respond to it, overcome that challenge and be able to, to reverse it in their favor. Then the way I might put this into my marketing is say, you will have more confidence in your, in your ground fighting skills by the end of the course, or your, you get your money back. So that is X to Y. So X being, where are they now? Why being, where do they want to be by when plus a risk reversal, the risk reversal being you only get your money back. So more confidence in your ground fighting skills by the end of this course, or you get your money back, right? That's going to catch people's attention right away. I hope that secret formula to problem market fit is super helpful for you guys in going forward and helping you to create a compelling offer. Just remember that the problem is always the hook. Again, the problem is always the hook. Write it down. The problem is always the hook. And the reason I repeat that is because the problem is always the hook. And the reason that I say, no, I'm okay. So the reality guys is that as business owners, we are in the business of solving problems. I don't care what kind of business you have. I don't care if it's a service business. I don't care if it's a product business. You are solving a problem for your customer. And if you can coalesce your offer around that understanding that you are solving a problem, you will do better in the marketplace. You will be more competitive. The moment you forget that you are solving a problem for your customer is the moment that your business is going to tank. So just remember, the problem is always the hook. And I leave you with that. Good day. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.